Alrighty, welcome to another episode of Bookalicious. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Candace. And today is special because we are recording in person. Woohoo! Woo! In our in-home studio. And our parents' home. <laughs> in Miami, Florida. Yes. Living it up. We are in a room with the curtains closed. We cannot see outside. You couldn't even tell that we were in Florida. Unless we really knew. That's the way we like it. That's the way we like it. <laughs> okay, not all jokes land. We write to edit. <laughs> Chrissy's able to fake her laughs a lot better via Zoom, <laughs> it would appear. And now that she's in person, she's caught. I know, this is weird. I don't know how to act anymore. Yeah. It's she, like, I was like the Zoom generation. Yeah, she had practiced her fake laugh last time and her silent one. It was pretty good. Yeah. And now that she has to do it in person, it seems. It's lost its touch. Yeah. You, you guys wouldn't know since you can't see anything. They can hear. They can hear the awkward tension. <laughs> they can feel it. <laughs> it's being transmitted to yeah. where these poor people are. <laughs> Tens of people everywhere. Our <laughs> mom and dad. <laughs> it's awkward wherever she is. <laughs> She's in pain. Poor mom. Yeah. Okay. So we left off at chapter 18, but I think Chrissy had a surprise game for me. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So we're starting with chapter 18 and we mentioned this a few episodes ago. So a few hours of listening time ago, um, each chapter has this little symbol at the front. And if you look in the back of your book, there's a glossary of what all the eons are, like the magical letters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so each chapter actually has a name, but you have to do some digging to find out what it is. Um, so I'm not sure. Should I tell you the chapter name first or maybe at the end after we've summarized it? Maybe mm. let's summarize it. Oh, I was thinking the opposite, but I am going to follow your lead. I'll be honest. I forgot what happened. So for me, it'd be difficult to hear the chapter name and be able to draw anything from it. <laughs> okay. She's still a cruise girl. She has cruise brain. I'm always, yep. Always cruising. Okay. Do you want to try to cruise through the summary or should I? You, I would love to. Okay. Okay. So cruising right along. Okay. So this cruise. Carnival there's... Chrissy Cruise. <laughs> 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 the USS Carnival Chrissy Cruise. <laughs> She's taking off. Even more low budget than the original. <laughs> yeah, you don't even get a full summary. You just get <laughs> whatever's there. Yeah, you, you just glimpse it. Yeah. Just a glimpse. Okay, so chapter 18, we are back to Harathan. And more importantly, we're back to Diloph, our favorite character. Woo! Woo. Okay, but in this chapter... I'm looking through my notes and my very first note is Diloph, two exclamation points, because I was so excited because he's back. But then you see the spiral down as I'm like, oh, Diloph, <laughs> you've gone too far. <laughs> and so Diloph and Hrathen, um, let's see what's going on. So Hrathen needs to give another like, you know, sermon or whatever. Um, they're talking about Elantrians and Hrathen has to do something. So he's like, Diloph, you're going to give the sermon. You can do it. And Diloph is like, okay, sure, whatever you say. Um, and then Harathan like is doing his thing that he had to take care of. And then, um, oh wait, I totally missed a part. Okay, scratch that. So this opens up with an actual Elantrian being there. Mm -hmm. That was very mm -hmm. crucial. Yes. So 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. So Harafin had made a deal with a guard. He said, okay, the next time an Elantrian escapes, bring him to me so I can study him. And apparently that has happened. So Harafin and Diloth have this Elantrian like in their little office or whatever. And the chapter opens and they're talking about Elantrians and Diloth is like, oh, what a vile, wicked creature. I can't believe he's here. And Harathan's like, you know, have a little heart. So anyways, so they go in there and Harathan interviews the Elantrian and he's like, wow, this is very disappointing because you're supposed to be the thing that I'm going to bind everyone together so we can all hate you, but you're actually very normal and like unhateable. You're just like sad. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. So... So anyway, so that was a disappointment. And then he was like, well, I guess I'll just need to like keep the illusion of the Elantrians alive and they can never actually see you in person because then they'd know the jig would be up. Um, so anyways, and then I, for- I forget something happens where Harathan's like, OK, Diloff, you need to do the sermon. I forget what that is. Um, Harathan has realized that Diloff can just say the same thing over and over and over again, but he has so much fervor and passion that people love it. Ah, uh, yes. So Raffin is like, Diloph, you go up first, you warm up the crowd, <laughs> and then I'll come in after. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be the closer. Oh, yeah. okay. <clears throat> so that's what happens. But that's where things get get too much. Too much. Too much. Too you much. You got to turn this cruise around. Yes. But it's too late. Too late. So, <laughs> so Diloph says he gets even more egregious yeah I guess as it goes on which we'll get into later and then Harathan is like oh no what have I done he's gone too far and yes. so then he like jumps up on stage and is like simmer down everybody yes or he's like we didn't really mean that and then he like calms everyone down and then it all works out but um in the end Harathan's like I need to take care of this Diloph character because he's a little much yes so do you remember what Diloph did that okay yeah this is where my notes they it took a dark turn and I was like oh my gosh Diloph so I don't know if he's my favorite anymore oh. this was a little too far yeah it was a little too far so they had the Elantrian oh I think Diloph oh no no Harathan sent one of his workers off with the Elantrian to return him back and he promised the Elantrian he's like for your you know for coming in here for this interview I'll give you food and so the Elantrian was supposed to return back with food it would be great but along the way Diloph intercepted them and Diloph was like, I need the Elantrian. And so then he uses the Elantrian as like his little prop for his sermon. And then he's like, don't we hate this guy? And everyone's like, yeah. And he's like, don't we want to beat up this guy? And everyone's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they actually start beating up the Elantrian on stage. And that was that was too much. That was very, very sad. Mm-hmm. Didn't like that one at all. Um, but actually, it gets even worse. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which is sad. So do you want to go into that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so anyways, as they're beating up the Elantrian, Harathan is like too much guys, too much. So that's when he jumps on stage and stops everything. But then after, you know, the whole sermon thing, Harathan and Diloph are discussing normal life things and they still have this Elantrian and he's like now just comatose and like totally out of it because, you know, they can't recover. He's just in like this terrible pain. And they're like, what do we do with them? And mm-hmm. then they're like, I guess, put him out of his misery, but they don't really know how to do that. And they're mm-hmm. like, fire should probably do the trick. So then they just burn him alive in front of them and they don't even have a reaction. Like they just continue with their conversation. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you thinking about, what are your thoughts about the book so far now reading this chapter? I still really like the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't like the chapter, like what they did in the chapter, but you're not supposed to. Right. I guess I'm thinking, 
does it feel like the stakes are getting higher? Do you feel oh. like the plot's picking up or? Oh yeah. Plot's definitely picking up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think all those things are true. I think we're seeing more of Dilof too. I think he's not like just a one layer character of like all anger. I think he does have a devious side to him mm-hmm. of wanting to take things over. Yeah. So, so what do you think is Dilof's motivation? Cause he's pretty much just undermining Harafin at every turn that he can. Mm. And Harafin, when he was giving the sermon, he, Harafin's kind of like, all right, go warm him up. And Dilof seemingly knowingly pulls up this Elantrian and just goes off the rail, which he knows Harafin doesn't want. And it's like Harafin didn't specifically say, don't go do that, but he's doing it anyway. So what do you think is Dilof's motivation for this? Very smart. Okay, so I'm wondering, maybe Dilof isn't a part of this religion at all. Mm. Maybe he's a Jesker. <gasps> what a twist that would be. Oh. Because, okay, okay. So the best, he's trying to destroy the beast from the inside. So yes. He learned everything there is to know about, what is it? Durethi? Yeah. He learned everything there is to know about Durethi. So Parathen wouldn't be suspicious of anything. But Dilof is secretly gathering his own army to overthrow Harathen. So he's trying to foil him. Oh, interesting. That's my thought. Okay. I think that's really good. Yeah. I think that would fit a lot of boxes. That'd be interesting. Well, because with Dilof, it has always been very odd that he is from Arleon. Right. I mean, maybe he could be Karethi. That's the one that Serene is, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like he isn't. Well, what I meant by that is that it's always so odd that he's from Arleon and then he's joined the religion that wants to destroy them. Oh, right. Right. That, that was the part that I thought yes. was odd. You're right. That is odd. Okay. So I think that was a really good summary. Oh, are you ready for the title? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So the title of chapter 18 is Grace Smoothness. What do you think of that? I think Harathen was trying to give grace to the Elantrian. I think Dilof is a smooth operator. Whoa. <laughs> what what do you, yeah, what do you think? Whoa. Um, I like your thing about grace to the Elantrian, because I think mm-hmm. that's definitely true, you know, and Dilof is a smooth operator. But I think Harathen is also a smooth operator, but he's not as many steps ahead as Dilof is. Yeah, because Harathen was able to like you know curb the crowd. Mm-hmm. So he did pretty good there, but he doesn't know what Dilof has up his sleeves. So with Harathen, he's really trying to save the town because he has a lot of guilt about his last, his last mission. Oh right, and he was supposed to save Duladel, but then the whole thing ended up going up in smoke. So he has all this pressure on himself to make sure it doesn't go that way. We don't know what happened in Doolittle, but what do you think might have happened that made it go off the rails? Mm. Hmm. Not entirely sure. Because I forget, have they said anything about Doolittle? No. Oh, just really nothing. I mean, I'm assuming maybe more people were killed than he was wanting. Mm-hmm. That probably happened. Um. I don't know if there was a similar like angry uprising that just got out of control. Mm-hmm. If there were, I'd be very curious about his current plan mm-hmm. because it seems there's a line in here where 
he like reminds Deloc, he's like, remember their hatred is for a purpose. And like, I need to control that purpose. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was a strange line because that's a really risky gamble of trying to control an angry mobs, Mm -hmm. you know, anger and direct it towards something. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know. So spoiler, we never find out what happens really in Doolittle. Oh, so sad. So it's all conjecture. Um, my take on it is that it feels like Raffin has a very like checklist strategy that he came in with. Like, mm-hmm. this is something we learned in that crazy monastery, like how to take over a town. So like <laughs> step one, pick a disenfranchised group and make them public enemy. Mm-hmm. Step two, get all of the peasants to hate them, you know? And I feel like he's just kind of following this checklist. Yeah. So my my thinking is that he probably did a very similar strategy to last time. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's thinking, I messed up because it was my first time doing it. Oh. But I'm going to do it right this time. Yeah, I could see that. But again, it seems like with Diloff, he's really the, what do you call it? The roller coaster is going off the tracks now. Right. And he is really losing control. No, you can't plan for a deal off coming into your life. No. (laughs) You did not account for this (laughs) potential obstacle. If you think deal off wasn't around, do you think Harathan would have already taken over the town? Oh, interesting. Well, I don't know, because deal off added some momentum. Mm -hmm. You know, he was really, he was bringing in the people. Yeah. Harathan was kind of boring the people. Yeah. And so, so it's hard to say. Um, hmm. I don't know. That's that's tough. I feel like Diloff is going to like amass his own people though and like turn against Harathan. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I mean I think Harathan would be more successful without Diloff. Yeah. Is my thought. I think that's an interesting point. So I had a few notes. So one was, I think you said this too. Do not forget Ardeth, Diloff. There is a point to our hatred. It unifies our followers it gives them a common enemy there is another purpose however one just as important now that we've given the people someone to hate we need to create an association between elantris and our rivals which is the other religion and if we imply that the karathi tolerance makes its priests sympathizers the people loathing of elantris will shift to that religion instead so my next question is, do you think that if you're tolerant of quote unquote bad people or people that are hated, does that make you guilty by association? Right. I feel like that's an issue we have today of like we, if you demonize the other side, then you can't be tolerant of that because mm-hmm. you can't be tolerant of evil. Right. Right. And which is exactly what he's trying to do. Yeah. Um. Which I agree, you can't be tolerant of evil, but I think we have made evil, a, we have a really wide definition of what we're putting in the evil bucket, yes. which isn't good. Yes. Um, so I think there is like some line of like, okay, if this is hurting people, can't tolerate that. Mm-hmm. But I think there is definitely room and there should be tolerance of other things, you yeah. know, just like freedom of beliefs or whatever else. Mm-hmm. So, but I thought that line was really interesting because especially since I do feel like there's parallels of what's going on today mm-hmm. um, because it reminded me of, did you ever read the screw tape letters? No, it's really good, but it's by CS Lewis. And it's this um, like head demon is mentoring this like 
younger demon oh. and he's like yeah <laughs> good premise like, so like Rathen and D-Law yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're right I didn't even realize that so yeah so it's head demon and little demon and he's telling the little demon how to like you know take over this guy's life and he's mm. like well first like distract him and then like do this to him and so it's just like it was really interesting seeing like okay here's the playbook of like how this could happen mm-hmm. kind of thing um and so it feels like we're seeing the playbook of how this could happen yeah in a society mm-hmm. so which is concerning mm-hmm. don't like it yeah and i think too it it makes everything feel so much more sinister because if you're the townspeople you just think you don't know that all of these things are being so deliberate yeah that you're being manipulated by this group that they're coming in with this really intense strategy like yeah as the townspeople you might just see oh they're just wanting to convert us right not and even if you're like oh they want to convert us to take us over that might be your next step but you probably wouldn't think oh they're trying to not only convert us, but make us hate this marginalized group. Right. So that we cause civil unrest. Yeah. Weaken ourselves and then we can get taken over. Right. Just scary. It happens subtly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It happens all at once. So I think that, yeah, I think I would agree with what you said. And I would, I wouldn't be surprised if Sanderson had read C.S. Lewis before uh. because he takes he takes a lot of inspiration from other books and like he wrote this one and it's kind of like Top Gun meets Star Wars. Fun. Yeah. And it it is. And it's a fun book and it's really good. And there's some things where he very explicitly does like a nod to Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like someone was called like Yoda or something. It was something like very very you're meant to notice it yeah in your face yeah I wouldn't be surprised if he had lifted that type of like character archetype where you have head demon and like baby demon oh I like that idea Mm -hmm. yeah my next question was so right after that Harathan started looking over at the smiling artist how had the man known about his deadline he couldn't he must be guessing I don't think he's guessing I think he knows. <laughs> okay, so how would Diloph know about Harathan's deadline? I don't know. Honestly, I kind of thought Harathan had told him. Like in my mind, I just kind of thought this was common knowledge, but I think it's just because we know when mm-hmm. you know everything's happening on tax day. So so I, I don't know. Um I don't know. Maybe Diloph also uses some of the the Eon Seon powers mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. right? Like he kind of heard that conversation. I'm not, I'm really not sure. Okay. He has some spies on the inside though. Yeah. That's my thought. Mm-hmm. Spies on the inside within the church or within like their local church in the town or in the broader church. Oh, you're right. Oh yeah. So, so do you think like, I guess my question is, do you think he overheard while he was in the church or did he have a spy somewhere along the way intercept? Oh, that's interesting because is this just like a local overthrow or is right. this like complete? Yeah. Yeah, from like a, oh, I don't know. I hadn't even considered that. But I think that would make more sense if his spy was outside mm-hmm. because there's not a ton you could do within the same church. Right. You know? Oh, wow. That really makes us a big, big whole coup going on. Yeah. That's a lot. A whole big Jesker plot. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's Jesker? I mean, you might remember from your first read. So, well, I definitely know the answer. <laughs> I can't say one or the other. <laughs> 
Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So I think, and I think DLOF does have some seance because that's the only way to communicate quickly mm -hmm, is through their baseline. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> old timey. Old. <laughs> is this old time or is it future? I can't tell. It's like a, it's fantasy. Yeah. So what we would, what they call magic, we call technology. Yeah, I guess so. So, so I just have like a lot of quotes and I was just going to keep running them down and asking you, I don't know if you want to jump in. Um, I had one quote that was earlier that I thought was interesting. Oh yeah. Um, it's when Diloph and Harathan are like first talking about the Elantrian. Mm -hmm. um, I just thought it was so interesting because Diloph has all these like half truths about the Elantrian. Mm. So he said things like their skin is pale and eventually gains black splotches, which is true. Mm -hmm. But then he said their insides are rotted. Their hearts do not beat and their minds do not work which is kind of like half true because mm -hmm. their hearts don't beat as far as we know, mm -hmm. but their minds do work. Mm -hmm. And then he had another line within a few months, they turned comatose, barely able to move because of their pain, pain of their soul being burned by Lord Jade of the Spire. And so it's kind of true because they do often turn comatose, but it's not because of Jade of fire mm -hmm. as far as we can tell it's because they can't repair their bodies and so like all the pain just accumulates and so I just thought that was interesting because if you are trying to turn people against a certain group mm -hmm. half truth is a really way good way to go because mm -hmm. you say something and you're like oh yeah that's true and then you say something else and you're like that's probably true too since yeah. the other thing was true yeah so I thought that was really interesting that is very devious yeah. do you think Diloph knows the truth about a lantern and he's purposely giving these half-truths or this is what he's been told and he believes it? Man, you know, okay, when I read this, I didn't think Diloph was being devious and trying to change Harathan's point of view since Harathan mm -hmm. is like already on board. Like he doesn't need to do that. Um, I don't know. Cause now with Diloph, I don't know anything anymore because I thought he was just like this little mindless, angry minion. Yeah. But now he's actually trying to overthrow everybody. Yeah. And so maybe this is part of his cover. Like he actually knows the truth of the Lantrians, but mm -hmm. he's gonna, this is part of his ruse is mm -hmm. to say Lantrians the absolute worst. Yeah. So, you know, I think this is a cover. I think yeah. he's smarter than this. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you think he knows the truth about Lantrians and he's just playing Prathen being like, oh, I'm so obsessed with them. And I think so. Okay. Yeah, this is his cover up. Okay. I like it. Oh, Harathan also had an interesting line at this point where um he says something where he thinks that maybe their heart is beating so quickly that it's undetectable. He said something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because then it's like, okay, they're not dead. They're actually in a way more than alive, mm. which made me, I don't know. It just kind of gave me some like heaven vibes mm -hmm. of like, you're not dead you're like alive in a different way yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I think Harathan might be, might be onto something there. My thought is that if your heart was pumping so fast when the Elantrian got slashed on the stage, it would just be like a horror movie, like gushing blood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like <laughs> projectile. Yeah. The blood would just be all over. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know, but they're magical. They are men. <laughs> they they defy the laws of biology. Yes. Okay, what other quotes did you have? Um, okay, so this one was about Prathen talking about Diloph. And this was right before Diloph went off the rails. 
So at first, Traffin, he had been jealous of Dilov because he's like, he has so much passion. I don't have that. Like, I'm jealous of it. But then he's like, wait a minute. He's so passionate. He's like, but I'm the guy who directs him. So I am actually better. Yeah. And so his internal monologue is the man, Dilov, rage was like a river. Traffin himself had diverted it toward the crowd. Diloff might have the raw talent, but Hrathen was the master behind it. He told himself that right up until the moment Diloff surprised him. And then talking about um, what the crowd was doing and all of that, it being the crowd's fervor, smelled too much of chaos a decade old, chaos that had overthrown mm-hmm. a government. So Hrathen's thinking, oh, I'm so smart. Like, I'm controlling this rage. Like, I totally have it unlock and then Diloff goes off the rails and it just he starts spinning out of control and he's like losing control of this yeah river right so any thoughts on that yeah I thought that was interesting too um I think this is exactly what Diloff wants Harathan to do is like make this own narrative in his mind mm-hmm. that like actually I do control Diloff. And mm-hmm. so it's okay if he does this because it just reflects good on me for mm-hmm. teaching my protege so well. Yes. So I think this is exactly what Diloff intended. Okay. And I think Karathan is just trying to make himself feel better with this story he's made up. Yeah. That he's been getting played yeah. all this time. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's my thought. Can you think of any example in your own life or in society where it's like man or a person thought that they could control this really powerful force and then it gets beyond them and they lose control of it (laughs) um let me think I don't know if a specific example is coming to mind Mm -hmm. um but I mean, I, I could see that being, could happen anywhere, yeah. you know, like, especially if there's like an angry mob or even just like, I could see that in like spiritual things too, like just mm-hmm. like a religious fervor. And then you're like, wow, that really, that wasn't what I intended to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't think of like a particular example. Yeah. Do you have one? Mm, no, I wasn't really thinking of any one. The first thing that came to my mind was like, maybe the people who made like the atom bomb oh where they're they're just so interested in pursuing this idea and then it they're able to do it and then it kind of spins out of their control oh yeah I think that's a good example yeah um and then the second thing I thought of totally the opposite of the atom bomb is like if you start a rumor or you gossip about someone Um, and then it starts spreading and building and then by the time it gets back to you, you're like, oh my God, I did not yeah. mean for that. Right. But it's like too late but to go back. But it's too late. You can't go back and you did a lot of yeah damage. You know, I think something, you could probably say it about like social media or mm-hmm. like phones, you know, yeah. like they probably thought it was going to be good and be big, but like, I don't know if they could have predicted it'd be this big. Right. You know, and make like this type of impact on people. Yeah. 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 So the next thing that I had was in direct response to um, Karathan is like chiding. Is that how you say it? Chiding? Chiding? I think so. That's like kind of weird, but yeah, like reprimanding. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. He was chiding Diloff and Diloff comes back and he says, you sound as if you're trying to avoid the the inevitable Mike Roden, which is like my master. You fostered this hatred. Are you unwilling to accept responsibility for the deaths it will cause? Hate and loathing cannot remain formless for long. They will find an outlet. Yeah. That's a good quote. I had written down. Oh, right, right. And then I think Harathan responds with, but that outlet will come when I decide it. Mm -hmm. Which I was like, whoa. And that's where I thought, Harathan, no, you can't. Mm -hmm. This anchor's too much. Mm -hmm. You've gone too far. Yeah. Didn't work in whatever that place was called. Yeah. Ain't working now. I just thought of what the river thing really reminds me of. Not the atom bomb. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. And they're like, I'm going to control like the dinosaurs. Yeah. (laughs) And the dinosaurs are like, no, you're not. (laughs) What's that line? We never stopped to ask. We wanted to see what we could do and never stopped to ask if we should or something like that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Oh, harassed. I had another quote, not in the book, but outside. It's from... I guess Nishi and it is beware that when fighting monsters you yourself do not become a monster Mm, that's good so I kind of feel like Harathan trying to fight quote-unquote the monsters he's kind of becoming one becoming one with all of these small concessions that he keeps making he keeps okay, I'll do this. Okay, I'll do that. He didn't want to hurt the Elantrian, but then he had to burn him alive. Right. And it just, you're kind of seeing him slowly deviate off of his path and pretty soon he's gonna just be off. Yeah. Totally cool. Yeah. That makes me think of two things. Cause like, I think you're right. I think evil people or, you know, bad people, it happens in the small concessions Mm -hmm. where it's like after a long time, a series of small concessions are suddenly putting you way off the path. Mm -hmm. Right. And you end up in this place where you're like, wow, I didn't, how did I end up here? And it's because of all the little steps you made along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think also it's interesting because I think there can be a tough line between um, who's the hero and who's the villain Mm -hmm. in stories. Because depending on whose perspective you're looking at, mm-hmm. it can be kind of fuzzy. Yeah. Because Rathan thinks he's really, you know, fighting the good fight mm-hmm. and whatever. But if you're on the other side, you're like, no, this is ridiculous. We're good people. Mm-hmm. This is outrageous, you know? And so it's, I don't know. But to Rathan, since they are evil people, like when mm-hmm. you do demonize the other group, then it does justify your actions. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Um, I had a quote, but I mentioned it last time, actually, where at the end, um, he's talking to the warren. So, um, Harathan is using his FaceTime technology Mm -hmm. and the warren says, I don't care. Or it says something like, I don't care if you convert the masses or not, as long as the nobility are bowed down, then the country is considered Jurethi. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me think of the prediction or no, an alternate plan that what if Harathan just converted the poor people and then yeah overthrew the government but we already said that wouldn't work so so that was one um yeah so I had another one there's not really a whole lot to discuss it's just mainly plot point so the man the Elantrians willful acceptance of immolation brought memories to Harathan's mind Memories he had long tried to banish. Images of pain, sacrifice, and of death. Memories of Dakor. 
Mm. So that's that crazy monastery yeah. that we heard about from the king of Tiod. And he said they do crazy things there. And now we know that Rappin was there. And it sounds like it was a really bad place. What do you think happened there? Whoa. I think there was some brainwashing going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that involved some physical pain and okay. punishment. Mm. Um, I So that they're like, you know, more, what's the word? Loyal, mm-hmm. right? To yeah. their whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and more willing to make all these like concessions in the mm-hmm. name of their of jadith yeah um as far as like what specifically went on there i don't know do we ever learn oh man we might i don't know we might so what do you think they're doing in dakor like why are they what are they training these people what are they doing it for <laughs> okay so dakor trains all the jarethi priests mm-hmm. not all of them oh not okay but like the it's higher like, up people it's like one of like the schools that teaches them, but it's known for it's like very crazy methods. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Not really sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't really think a ton about Dakor other than like, oh, poor Harathan. Yeah. <laughs> like I like how he has like a more complex backstory that we're getting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, that he probably wasn't always like this, and he really is just kind of kind of trying to do his best mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i don't know i guess i imagine that there's some sort of like training to hate the other groups mm-hmm. you know like some demonization there mm-hmm. maybe that's where Diloff learned the all the things about the elantrians like he learned it from someone who learned it from okay so there. yeah so that might be one of Diloff's spies oh could be is that oh, i'm thinking that's what you're, oh, you're saying um I was yeah, maybe a spy or maybe just like in his training he learned mm-hmm. that from someone who learned it from Dakor. Yeah. But like that could be an example mm-hmm. of things. So like they're taking something like the Elantrians and they're twisting the reality of what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I think that makes sense. Um, do they use magic there? Because Harathan uses Seon and he used something else at the end. Oh, Fortin's mystery arts. He used I I had that written down oh oh fortin yeah that's right yes no or a so, elixir a, a potion a potion yes. so this so this is what happened harathan this is in my notes harathan rationalized using the seon to call the potion man so he's only supposed to use the seon to call the worm right but he's right. like i need to call my potion man another small concession yeah so now harathan has inner dialogue about the potion man and this is what he thinks of him the man not only kept a seon like harathan but was a devout follower of the mysteries, a degenerate form of the Jeska religion common in rural areas. Fortin, the potion man, himself was considered something of a mystic in his town, though he always put on a show of Durethi orthodoxy when he spoke with Frappen. So I just found, I wrote that down because one, it's talking about the mysteries and Jesker, and I have two things of note. First is that Frappen really judges the potion man yeah. Because he's not following everything to a T, but neither is Harathan. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Good point. And then the second one is that I find it interesting that Harathan knows that the mysteries is a degenerate form of the Jessica religion, but Ray Odin and Serene and everyone else seem to conflate them. Oh, very interesting. Huh. 
So do you think maybe he was Jesker and then what became Shudarethi? Um, my take on it is just that you would expect someone like Harappan who has all this hate for this other religion and demonized all these people, you'd expect him to not have the understanding or respect mm. to differentiate the mysteries and Jesker. Oh, I see. Yeah. But then you have these other groups like Ray Odin, who you would expect to know the difference and then they don't. Yeah. I see that. I could also see though, that it's one of those things of like, you know, keep your enemies closer. Like you really mm. need to know who your enemy is in order yes. to, and I mean, Rathman is very smart and knows how to like manipulate crowds and how to, mm-hmm. I don't know, demonize a group. And so mm-hmm. I think to do that, you need to know who the group is. Yeah. So, but that is an interesting point mm-hmm. where I feel like if you're like, oh, just, you know, love everybody, mm-hmm. then it's like, doesn't matter what you believe. I'm going to love you anyway. And so yeah. maybe it would be less, you know, motivation maybe to learn. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. That could be like a strange side effect of being like, oh, I'm like, I love everybody. I'm tolerant of everyone. You're not yeah. curious about right what they do. Yeah. Which not saying, you know, everybody does that or that Rayodin or Serene are doing that, but it could be. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting. So what do you think is the potion that Harathan got and how is he going to use it? Right. Okay. Wait. So what, what did we already know about this? Because I forgot about the potion. Was he like not feeling well or something? Harathan, Harathan is trying to get the train back on the tracks. And so right. he's like, I need to call the potion man. Okay. And we don't know exactly what it is that he asked for. We know that it's something that's very hard to do. And then the potion man is going to work on it all night and send it in the morning. And it's going to take a week or two weeks or whatever yeah. to get to him. Huh. Um... I don't know. Do you think it's for Diloff? Because he was trying to figure out, I think, in this chapter, like, mm-hmm. what do I do with my problem with Diloff? Mm-hmm. And so that'd be my first guess. Yeah. Something for Diloff. Okay. Make him more like docile. Mm-hmm. Make him go away. Maybe kill him. <laughs> I don't think he's going to kill him, but I think it could be something. Maybe, I don't know. I was going to say maybe they took potions at Dakor, but I actually oh. don't think they did. Okay. I don't think so. But <clears throat> could be interesting. So yeah, that would be my first thought. Okay. I think that's a good guess. So that's that's all my notes for chapter 18. Yeah, those are all my notes too. All right, so let's all. go to chapter 19. Are you still on cruise notes there? Um, No, I'm, I'm off of cruise notes. I'm just in cruise mindset. Oh, you're just... All right, so we're still on the cruise ship. The What did I call it? The carnival Christine <laughs> cruise. <laughs> Yeah, we're still all right. Yeah. Okay. Hop aboard. Hop aboard. All right. Okay. So we're back to Rayodin. Um, the cruise has taken a turn into a lantris. <laughs> <laughs> this is the type of excursions you get. For you get to go to this carnival. dump covered in slime <laughs> with these living corpses. Tours available. Yes. Okay. So okay, and this is where um Rayodin has this flashback about mm-hmm. his first encounter with Elantris when he was a kid and he had like hurt his leg and then it gets magically healed in Elantris. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his mom was there, mm-hmm. right? Like his birth mom. Yes. Um, so that's cool. And then let's think what else happens here. Um, I have some, you know, actually I don't have a ton of notes here. I have notes about Rayodin being in pain. 
mm-hmm. which you know is a normal thing but rayodin seems to like i don't know be more so, sensitive yeah be more sensitive to things in his mm-hmm. older age um but something let's see what happens here does does another gang try to come does that happen so what happens is that we originally had the three gangs right we had karada who had the children she got absorbed into rayodin's gang almost 100 percent, we'll say okay then we had um the guy ton right i forgot what his other name was um andon or something yeah andon him and he was the crazy guy who was like boiling the books and stuff okay and he convinced him in the last Rayodin chapter to join the gang right so now we have karada and we have um tan tan they've joined some of tan's people split off and went to the last gang okay that's right so right and now they're coming after yes and now that larger third gang they're starting to make moves towards Rayodin's gang okay does that happen in this chapter um there is there is something where they kind of like do a surprise attack and Rayodin has this one guy who's like his watch guard Saolin yeah something like that okay and he goes in and he tries to and he like saves Rayodin but then he also gets stabbed along the way. Right. And then Rayodin Ray has a lot of guilt about that. Right. Okay. Um, yes. So Salen is his little guard and he has a nice sword, I think, from the palace. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Yeah. So they have good weapons here with, um, what's his face, with Rayodin's game, mm-hmm. um, which is a benefit. And they just have like more energy and are more organized than mm-hmm. the other guy is um, Shaor, right? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and so those are benefits they have on Shaor's gang, but Shaor just has a ton of people and they're all like very vicious and mm. have a lot of like fervor, kind of like Diloph. Yeah. Diloph if you're an Elantrian. So they're yeah. just like, you know, out to kill. And so, and that that's kind of tough. Um, so yeah, so Rayodin and his like right hand man Galadin are mm-hmm. trying to like strategize. Yeah. You know, like what should they do next, right? Yes. And then in this chapter, Galadin explains door. Oh, yeah. What? So the power for Elantris comes from Aendor, A-O-N-D-O-R. And how I take it is the Aeon Aeon comes from Arleon, like the Aeons. And Mm -hmm. then door is like the actual magic. Oh. And so how Galadin, now this is from Galadin's point of view. Yeah. He says that Dor comes from his religion, Jesker, and it's an unseen power. And it's pretty much like the momentum within everything. So he gives the example that if you take a bird away from its mom, it still learns how to fly. Like, how does it learn how to fly? Oh, right. Because it wants to fly. This is his definition. Because yeah. it wants to fly. So therefore, it learns. And that's because of door. Okay, right. So he's kind of just saying that like your instinct, like your momentum, what makes things want to do what it does is because door. Yeah. And when you have a and door, then you are able to control that movement and make it do what you want. Okay. 
That's right. I really like that definition of door because it was like the, the life giving like animation or like force behind life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just like that there's a word for that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, so I liked it. And I think you're right. I think Jesker seems to be in the best light at mm-hmm. this moment. And mm-hmm. Galadin is just the wisest old character. And so maybe it is Mormonism. Mm-hmm. Could mm-hmm. be. Yes. So Rayodin, based on this, he concludes that Elantrans are still alive because they're feeding off the door, but there's something that broke. Oh. And so they're kind of like, if we can fix whatever is broken, then we can fix ourselves. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. See, Galadin is definitely an old Elantrian. Yeah. Calling it. I think that's a good guess. Um, so then Rayodin says that there is a link between the land and door. Oh, interesting. And the reason why he says that is because the only people who become Elantrians are people who live in that vicinity. Okay. And the in the old times, the further away you went from Elantris, the weaker the power got. Okay. Which I think that's a good explanation for why Elantris just didn't monopolize the entire world. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So there's some power source where Elantris is. And that's like where Elantrans are the strongest. Yeah. Okay, interesting. And they don't get any further than that? No. Okay. But they're starting to grow corn. They're mm-hmm. going to start eating something from the mm-hmm. land. Mm-hmm. That could that could fix it. Mm-hmm. Corn fixes a lot of my problems. Yeah. So they kind of have been talking, at least with Rayodin, there was, it was like, I guess an Easter egg. Maybe it's a spoiler. Um, do you remember when Rayodin was first in the library with Galadin mm-hmm. and he was reading all those books? Yeah. Oh, they're all about geography. They're all about geography. Whoa. Whoa. So what do you, so what do you think? Of like, well, I think he's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, how does it work? Like, how are they connected? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I mean, one of the things that comes to mind is that if they're connected to the earth, then it's kind of just like this cycle, mm-hmm. right? Do lanterns ever die? We don't know. We don't know. Okay. It's very possible. Okay. Um, But there is something of like, you know, from dust you came, and mm-hmm. eating food from the ground, to dust you will return. Um, and it seems like the Elantrians have had just like a very like good outlook on life of mm-hmm. like, we're going to serve other people because we're all, you know, living mm-hmm. here kind of thing. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So I think, I, I think eating food is going to be, although they, they have eaten food that was out of the ground outside of Elantris mm-hmm. but maybe they need food specifically from Elantris yeah so you think if they're consuming some of the holy land food <laughs> then maybe they need some mana yeah then maybe they'll <laughs> like consume the door right okay yeah oh wow there's some like communion imagery going on yeah yeah okay okay <laughs> interesting <laughs> I think that's good cool yeah okay I totally forgot about that yeah so the other thing that I wanted to point out is um, with the guy who defended Rayodin and got stabbed. And uh-huh. Rayodin's like, you're going to turn into one of the Hoed 
one of the mindless oh, Elantrians. Yeah. Like, I can't believe you did that. And he's like, don't even worry about me. Like, I'm happy to do it. It gives me purpose. Like, I wear this as a badge of honor. Yeah. And in the um, the knight's point of view, he's like, I can withstand any pain because I have this purpose and, like, it makes it not bad at all. My question for you is, why can't Ryoden's purpose nullify his pain? Yeah. Okay. I have that same question in this chapter. Mm -hmm. And my thought and my prediction too, is that Ryoden isn't meant to be a leader, even though he's so good at it. This maybe isn't what his actual like purpose is. Mm -hmm. My prediction is Serene's going to come in here and she's going to be the leader. It's going to be this whole twist and Ryoden's going to do like public relations. Public relations and marketing. Yes. Well, Serene could use that. <laughs> she could use a lot of things. She I don't could. particularly want Serene to lead the Elantrians, but I could see something like that happening. Mm-hmm. So I have that same question too of like Rayodin seems to be doing something, but he's still in his pain. And so mm-hmm. I think I think he hasn't found his purpose yet. Yeah. Even though he's doing good things. Yeah. So in this chapter, there's kind of three parts. There's the first part where Rayodin visits Elantris. And he gets healed by a lantern. Right. Then there's the part where Rayodin <laughs> is seemingly suffering the pain more than other people. Yeah. And then there's the last part where we see there's a connection between the land and the magic. Okay. So how do you think those three parts relate? Oh, that's interesting. You know, I didn't put all those pieces together. Um. Well, I think it's probably going to come full circle that Rayodin's going to be healed by a lantern again. Mm, okay. Um, and I still think the food's going to be a part of it. Could be that Galadin, the OG Elantrian, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is going to also heal him somehow. Oh, okay. That could be it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts. Okay. I think that's good. Yeah. I also had a thought with the quote you said from the guard guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I had written down was <clears throat> Rayodin said something like pain only brings you one step closer to insanity. So like, mm-hmm. don't do, do it. it. Um, and the guard responds, no, I don't think it does. These people gave in to their pain because they couldn't find purpose. Their torture was meaningless. And when you can't find reason in life, you tend to give up on it. Each stab of pain will remind me that I earned it with honor. That is not such a bad thing, I think. Um, which is pretty much the same quote you talked about. Mm-hmm. But it reminded me of one of our other favorite books. <laughs> the Fault in Our Stars. Did it remind you of that? When we started reading this book, I was like, Man, we're going to be talking a lot about pain again. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought Common of. Common theme. But yeah, it's talking about like, what's the purpose of pain? And mm-hmm. can you redeem pain with yes. like honor or with purpose? Yes. And it also reminded me of your favorite quote from The Faults in Our Stars. Pain is like fabric. Oh my God. The more of it, the more valuable it is. <laughs> Fed by a seven-year-old. Yeah. Oh my God. Wild. Yeah. So yeah. So guard and seven-year-olds have some things in common yeah well i believe it more from the guard (laughs) than a seven-year-old just coming up with that (laughs) but that's fine very wise yes so i didn't have any more quotes or anything from this chapter i kind of already talked about it um yeah i pretty much let me think that was pretty much it for me either at the end i had written down i don't know what exactly reminded me of this but um it's talking about sludge again Mm-hmm. I don't know. And what I'd written down was that 
to most Elantrians, the sludge was accepted as an irrevocable part of life. Mm. That was probably a line, actually. I wouldn't yes. use the word irrevocable if I'm normal <laughs> sentence. But um, it reminded me of how the peasant class is also just accepted as a natural way of life. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of creativity to see past that and to see a different way. Oh. Um, and I feel like Serene brings that different perspective. Oh. She's coming from a different land. And she's like, no, this can be different. Women can go to fencing clubs. Yes. Oh, that's very interesting. I like that. Yeah. Oh, um, I didn't play our game. Do you want to know the title for this chapter? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is Eon, which means willpower and endurance. Mm. Okay. So do you think Rayodin will have endurance to get through? Um, or do you think he'll succumb? No, I think he'll have endurance. I mean, we still have half the book left. <laughs> <laughs> Rayodin can't be insane for 300 pages. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so no he's definitely gonna endure um it'll be tough mm-hmm. i think the corn will help i mm-hmm. think him finding his real purpose will also actually help mm, okay yeah what do you think well i guess you know that is what i think <laughs> oh wait i asked you what I, you yeah thought. i know you turned this game around oh. the game's supposed to be i tell you the name and then you tell me your thoughts <laughs> oh. oh i forgot okay what do i think it means i think it means that um Rayodin needs endurance yeah and he's struggling with that. Yeah. Uh, last, last, last thing. I swear, I swear, I swear. Um, this is just a plot point. Rayodin's gang collects the Hoed, the like mindless lanterns, right. and he puts them all in one spot. And he has some other lanterns go in and visit them right. and like try to take care of them. And they don't get better, but they plateau or like stabilize they kind of stabilize yeah Yeah. whereas before they're always being like just like screaming in agony they're just kind of like yeah like moaning a little bit right yeah yeah I really like that and it like speaks to you know the necessity of community Mm -hmm. and like just having interaction Mm -hmm. and clearly they have a lot of like physical pain Mm -hmm. but maybe like that emotional side is kind of being met a little more yeah Oh no. All right. Are you ready to wrap this up and go to chapter 20? Chapter 20. Oh my gosh. Okay. Our favorite Serene. Our favorite. Woohoo. Okay, so chapter 20. What happens here? We're in Serene. Oh, okay. Um, so Serene is in a church and she's meeting with student. She's meeting with the boys' club again. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Um Okay, I think she's getting updates on like how her plan's been going of yes. like giving people ten percent ownership or something. Mm-hmm. Talking about finances, um, students there, Ahan's there. Is a the whole gang there? I wrote down quotes from them. Yeah, everyone's okay. there. Um, cool. And then let's think. Is that is that the main thing? Boys club meeting. Boys club, and then. Does she, oh, does she talk to Rathen? Or I mean, she doesn't talk to the she, king in this chapter. No, she does. Serene organizes trade. So basically what we found out the last time is that King Iodon, he had all these silk sheep, silk ships with product. Right. And they all got blown up out of the water. By the pirate cutthroat. By the pirate cutthroat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so he lost all his money. 
Okay. And so on tax day, he's going to lose his throne. Right. Serene doesn't know that tax day is the end of the world. She just thinks it's tax day. She didn't have that on her calendar. She didn't have that on her calendar. She just thinks it's tax day. So her and the old men are trying to try to come up with a way to prop up the king. Right. Because who's going to take it over otherwise? Right. Exactly. They're kind of like, they, they're kind of on to Rathen and Tellery. Yeah. They're like, there's something up with them. They're like, tax day, Tellery's probably going to have somehow a ton of money and he's going to become king. Yeah. So we need to come up with a way to sneak Iodon money without him realizing we're helping him. Right. Because he'd be too prideful. He'd be prideful and, and suspicious. suspicious. Yeah. More suspicious, I think, than prideful. Yeah. So Serene organizes trade between Tiad and the king. That's right. Where she basically makes it seem like they're kind of like dummies a little bit. Where they're going to pay 10 times the normal price. Right. And the king is a little suspicious of it. But Serene negotiates that to allow her to go into Elantris. That's right. And do her widow's trial there. Yes. Which the king had at first like when she talked about it then very like no you're not doing that yeah i like that I thought that was sneaky mm-hmm. that was good yeah and then the other thing is we find out that all of serene's handmaids like her servants are going missing they're running away yeah okay what i wrote down they've lost four peasants this year <laughs> Serene didn't even notice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, what the heck? Okay, but that that made me think, are they all becoming Elantrians? And I thought, what are all those noises that Serene's been hearing at night? Yeah. Is that them escaping? Is that yeah. them becoming Elantrians? Yeah. Is that Rayodin visiting? Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So could be lots of things. So those are the big things. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. That was a good summary. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay so starts off oh they're meeting in the karathi karathi chapel mm-hmm. and i thought that was interesting because both serene and Rayodin are starting their new things in churches oh yeah. very interesting i guess rathen's doing his thing in a church also so oh, i guess so. just everything actually <laughs> all their office spaces are churches <laughs> all of these military rooms are happening inside a church <laughs> There might be yeah, some symbolism right. there too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, some more coups. There's mm-hmm. treasonous meetings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's asking for the update. Mm-hmm. And what update does she get? Um, I don't know that the men update her with how it's been going. Okay. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't have any notes on that. What I do have is the men talking about the king and they're kind of like it's his own fault that this happened yeah and so the quote i had is his majesty got greedy shudin said he bought more and more ships and filled them with as much silk as he could afford then one of the other men replied we're all greedy shudin don't forget your family earned its fortune by organizing the spice route from jindo you didn't even ship anything you just built the roads and charged the merchants to use them my thought on this is that whoever you are, you always look ahead and you say, I'm not rich, but he's rich. 
I shouldn't get taxed, but he should get taxed. Yeah. I don't get paid enough, but he gets paid too much. And I think that happens at any stage of the game. Yeah. You know, unless you're like, you're careful and you're trying to be very like analytical about it. Right. Level-headed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of make up a narrative of what we want to believe about ourselves. Well, yeah. Cause I, I've met people where it's like, they're like, I'm not rich. This guy's rich. And it's like, I look at him and I'm like, Okay, yeah, but you're not poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you always compare up, not down. Exactly. Right. So exactly. you're always the, yeah. Yeah. And I even do it with myself sometimes. Right. Yeah, we do all do it. Yeah. So, but it can be, it can be good to compare down sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Put things in perspective. Okay. I had some quotes about Shudin too. So it said that Shudin had a deserved reputation for honesty. Mm-hmm. That made me think, has he been honest so he can save his lie? <gasps> I think he's going to be the traitor. And I realized last time, I think in the last episode, I had said that Royal escorted Serene to the ball. It was Shudin. I said the wrong name. Yeah. So Shudin escorted Serene, even though he was the eligible bachelor. Mm-hmm. And Harathin, or no, Duke Tellery, like knew some things. Mm-hmm. And Harathin's like, how'd you know that? I think it was Shudin. Shudin's the secret informant. Interesting. Yeah. So I had written down a line, Serene smiled at Shudin. This was the second time he had been the first to offer his support. Oh. Do you think Serene is falling under Shudin's spell? Could be. Yeah. I don't, she doesn't seem suspicious of Shudin. I mean, like in a romantic way. Oh, in that way? Oh, no, I don't think so. You're not picking that up. Okay. I wasn't picking that up, but he was the the jouster or whatever. The yeah. Fencer. The Tai Chi. Oh, the tai Chi. With, with his rippling, rippling muscle. muscle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now with that. What do you think now? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I think I just thought that line was so ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Okay. Is she falling for shooting? Um, maybe. Maybe, could be. Mm-hmm. I wasn't picking up those strong vibes, but honestly, Serene probably wouldn't have strong vibes. <laughs> I know. She seems very, very ignorant. She'd too. never know what she's thinking. Yeah. You know, which I think could be a tactical thing, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not picking up on that. Okay. But now that you mention it, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want her to be with Ryoden. Yeah. Their letters were cute. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Let's see. Um, okay. I had a few other lines here. I, I just appreciated the scene. Um, I thought, okay, this was just a small detail, but it said that Serene stood up to have authority. Oh, that's interesting because mm-hmm. they're having to sit down to have authority. So it's like this interesting. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was a cool detail that he added. Um, they're also just like seeing the dynamics of the group. Um, and they're talking about planting and finances, which are things that Serene doesn't really know much about. Mm-hmm. And I liked it because then she was like in the learner position, yes. which I thought was made her seem more real. Yes. So I like that. Yeah. Um, but I think she is also very witty, mm-hmm. as her name suggests, because she's like telling everyone like, no, we need to pay attention to her Yeah. even though they think like, you know, 
Yes. He's not up to anything. Right. Um, well, not that they don't think he's up to anything. They think that religion is not important. Oh, okay. And she's trying to say, no, if you control religion, uh, then you steer the ship. I see. Yeah. So she is. She's smart. Mm-hmm. She knows what's up. I like that. Um, now I thought it was interesting when they're talking about religion. Ahan says, we could compensate the priest for turning against Elantris. Um, oh, I think this is the Karathi priest. Yes. Because she's already seeing that he's drawing the connection between Elantris. Omni. Or Omen. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Karathi priest. Mm-hmm. Good omen or bad omen. Mm-hmm. Um, so Serene's already seeing the connections between, you know, the hate between Elantris and the Karathi. Mm-hmm. And Ahan's like, well, okay, what if we saved Karathi by telling the priest that if you also hate the Elantris, then it'll save you and we could like pay him mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting because it reminded me of the truth quote we talked about last time. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And how for Ahan and maybe the other men, everything's about money, even mm-hmm. truth. So it's like whatever's whoever has the gold makes the truth. Kind of yes. Thing. I thought that was interesting. Oh, I think that is very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, so I want to go back to the quote that you were talking about with Serene standing up versus. Oh, yeah and sitting down i think part of that has to start with your base level of like respect yeah where it's like with serene if she were to sit down i think she would be ignored yeah but with rapin because he comes from this place of superiority and he's like a man and he's all these things he can sit down and people will still respect him right even more right so right i think that's true i mean this is fantasy but that's definitely drawing on a real thing (laughs) (laughs) right i felt that have you felt that describe a time where you felt that so i felt that like teaching high school when everyone was taller than me i was like gosh like i felt like i had no sense of like natural authority because also i look like i could be in high school Uh, you know and so it's different when like you look older or even if you look young but you're a guy there's a different like dynamic mm-hmm. there yeah oh I could totally see that yeah I think yeah. that makes sense so yeah so I related to that mm-hmm. yeah interesting like yeah. that okay so where are we um so I had a quote about Ahan I have some more quotes but do you have any quotes no keep going oh okay um so my next one oh I really liked this I think it was by Serene but I unfortunately didn't write who said it oh. <laughs> but it said it's hard to demonize a man after you've seen tears in his eyes as he thanks you for feeding him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just so good. Yes. So I wrote that too. And so when Serene is trying to do the widow's trial in Elantris, the men are like, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time right. with this drawing. You're wasting your time with this widow's trial. And Serene's like, no, this is important. And she said, my goal is to demystify the city. We can defeat Harathan with simple truth. Mm-hmm. then your quote it is hard to demonize a man after you've seen tears in his eyes and he thanks you for feeding them right yeah which goes and harathan knows that too because he's looked into the elantrian's eyes yes. and he's seen like he's just hungry yes like that's literally it um and i just thought that was so true because i think in our world too it, there's a group that you're like hating or demonizing it's like well when you meet someone from that group your perspective changes a lot yes yes so and i think in today's like modern warfare one of the big things about it is that it is blind in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. where 
you can just hit a button and things happen and you don't have to be there. You yeah. don't have to see it. You don't have to see the people. You don't have mm-hmm. to, we as citizens don't have to hear about it. If we don't want to, we don't have to look at it. We can just ignore it right. and keep going about like our day. It's really easy to forget mm-hmm. and desensitize. That's yeah. interesting too, thinking about how Lantris is like in their city yeah. versus like a lot of our I don't know about community, but like interactions happen online where you can hide it mm-hmm. and you can choose what you see. Yeah. But Elantra, like you can't ignore because it's like such a big thing in the yes. middle of their city. Oh, yeah. very interesting. It was interesting. So that's all I had with Serene and the men. Um, Let me see. I had another quote. Oh, I think. Oh, never mind. This is a quote from Ash. And this was after she had already met with Yadin. Yeah. So, yes, I have no more quotes with them in. Okay. The only quote that I had going into Serene and Iodin is she when she was going to see the king, the guards were like, what are you doing here? And she's like, let me in. Like, it's my dad. I'm the princess. And they were giving her a hard time. And then she's like, it's probably because the queen doesn't come to visit. And this is her inner monologue. Eshin, the queen, probably didn't come to visit. Even silly women resent being described that way to their faces. Well, and I'm like, Serene is so, she she has the harshest criticism yeah. for other women. Yeah. I don't like it. I know. I don't like it either. She's not a girl's girl. And it's like, even if Eshin is like, quote unquote, like a silly woman or whatever, it's like, she's one of your only allies yeah and also like that's just mean it yeah it is mean and it's like what about all those silly men you were just talking to yeah serene is also um what's the word not not misled i guess or misguided maybe misguided i was kind of thinking like under the trance of like the men's natural authority oh so do you think she has like internalized misogyny maybe I don't know. Could I could see that. I could also see Serene having competition with women who were like Queen Eshen. Yeah. Who were more naturally feminine, who, yeah, you know, I could see that. liked knitting and things like that. Right. And who were, quote unquote, not smart because men don't like smart women. They yeah. only like stupid women. So maybe she has this like prejudice against women who she feels like outcompeted her and like quote unquote won right and she was left a spinster <laughs> yeah i could i see that too yeah i'm not liking it i do think though eshin eshin's come up in a few of our conversations and as i was editing the last episodes i'm adding in a prediction that eshin is actually super smart and has her own plan going on oh so you think she's serene's deloff a little bit <laughs> she and deal eshin and deloff i want another book written from eshin and deloff's perspective what if eshin is deloff's spy <gasps> whoa i don't know i don't know maybe eshin would need to be pretty busy yeah you know she would she would need some ins but i mean i bet she does have an uh aeon or no say on say on to facetime with 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't think she's working with Diloff, but I think she's smarter than Serene is giving her credit for. Mm-hmm. And she's going to come back and like be an ally yeah. for Serene and actually like a helpful one. Yeah. Well, as we've seen for pretty much every single character, whenever they think of someone as lesser than themselves, it comes to bite them. I've been wrong. Yeah. So we'll see. I like it. Okay. Did you have any comments on the trade thing between Iodin and Serene? Um, no, I, I thought it was a clever deal mm-hmm. um, for her to find a way to go into Elantris. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think so. Um, I do think though, Serene is like, she like, you know, unveiled herself and was like, actually I'm smart. Yeah. Like, what? Oh yeah. That I forgot happens. about that. Yeah. Yeah. And the king was like annoyed at first. And then yeah. he's like, well, I can get you money. And then he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> I'll take it. I forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, so I like that. And then did you, did you have any more? There. Okay. And then the last part is um, Serene talking with Ash and then Serene talking with her maid servants. Yes. People. Um. So let's see. What do, what does she and Ash talk about ash is the one who brings it to serene's attention that her handmaid is missing and her room is a disaster oh right and Serene's like what are you talking about it's totally fine and then he says yes my lady but you are a child of nobility raised to ignore those who work around you i only suggest you remember that if the maids disrespect you it could be as detrimental as if the lords do because serene's like who cares if like they don't clean that's like i don't care it's not a big deal right and ash is like no, you should kind of like pay attention to like the people who yeah. are making your bed and giving you the food and right. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that point. And yeah, it's kind of pointing out her blind spots too. Mm-hmm. Like she ignored Eshin. She's ignoring the maids. Yes. Um, I have a line from the end of this section. Okay. Um, and oh, and I think it's Serene, and she's talking about the maids, and she's like, man. Oh, she's like, I feel like I'm not doing any good at the bottom of a hill. An enormous boulder is about to crash on me. Mm-hmm. Um, she asks, or she says, I hope the prince is watching as well. I guess like mm-hmm. he's dead. And she said, would he be proud of me? Ash goes, very proud, my lady. She said, I just want them to accept me. And so she's thinking back on Tian and how mm-hmm. she was never accepted. Um, then she says, she thanks Ash for listening to all of her lamentations. And then Ash says, we can be strong in the face of kings and priests, my lady, but to live is to have worries and uncertainties. Keep them inside and they will destroy you for certain, leaving behind a person so calloused that emotions can find no root in your heart. I thought Aww, that was a good line. That is yeah. nice. I know of like part of being human is having worries and concerns. Yeah. And part of being human is like sharing that with other people. Yeah. You know, which I guess goes back to the Elantrians and like their hospital bed mm-hmm. of like they have pains and worries or something yeah and, like sharing it with other people oh yeah now it might also be why we just dislike serene so much is because it seems like she's done a number on trying to make sure that she doesn't yeah share these emotions and she doesn't yeah you know do any of this stuff yeah or yeah. robot serene mm-hmm so i took another line i don't know i think ash said this to serene and part of his recon they say he, Rayodin, gave the people hope that the peasants endured Iodin's country. Oh, 
endured Iodin's outrageous burdens because they knew Rayodin would eventually take the throne. The country would have collapsed years ago if the prince hadn't gone amongst them, encouraging them and reviving their spirits. Mm -hmm. So I like that line because Rayodin, his name means spirit and he is spirit in Elantris and he provides them hope. So he's unifying them through hope. Yes. Okay. That's Rayodin's purpose. It's not to be a leader. It's to go around like shaking hands, people up, kissing yeah. babies. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he needs to be doing. Yeah. He'd be so happy with that job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that line too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just want Serene and Rayodin to be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm liking it. So I, I don't think she likes shooting. Yeah. She's still, she's thinking about Rayodin. Okay. That's my thought. Yeah. So what do you think has happened to the maze? I know we talked about it a little bit earlier. Okay. Any predictions? Let me think. <clears throat> so it sounds like, so when Serene calls the maid in and the maid comes, it's like the head maid or something. And she's the maid, Miala. She's like, so sorry. And she's like, oh my goodness, can't believe this happened. She said, I didn't even think of this. We lost another girl this afternoon. And it didn't occur to me that your room was on her list of duties. And so it doesn't sound like it's a purposeful thing. Yeah. So it sounds like they're just, they're understaffed because everyone keeps dying. Yes. <laughs> Which is a tough place to be. Well, running away. Running away. <laughs> That's what they're calling it these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Becoming Elantrians. So, so what's happening? Maybe they are becoming Elantrians. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's going, you know, if it has something to do with the ground, Rayodin became an Elantrian recently. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something about the ground on the palace in particular oh like the food is bad or something or maybe it's good good. yeah yeah i don't know like that could be it if there's like a sudden rise in elantrians from the palace Mm -hmm. because they haven't had any elantrians yeah right so so i think that could be something that would be interesting Mm -hmm. and then the last thing is that serene hears a weird noise precisely at 11 o'clock at night twice a week weird just a guard on his morning or night rounds yeah (laughs) is that what you think it is no I don't think so I don't know okay so the whole time she's been hearing noises I kept thinking like is it Rayodin and Katara have Mm -hmm. they started visiting regularly and Mm -hmm. we just don't know about it Mm -hmm. but I don't that's pretty often to go swimming in the what if Rayodin is going to look at Serene I thought while she's sleeping that's a little creepy but would you find that romantic or would you find that creepy? Oh, that, that'd be pretty creepy. That happened in Twilight that I watched for the first time recently. And Edward or whatever his name is, he just appears in her room and she's like, oh, hey. Talk about an unbelievable oh movie. And like the vampires are the most believable part of that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just outrageous, all of it. I was like, my goodness. But anyways, so no, I would not find that cute and endearing. I would find it cute and endearing that he wants to get to know her. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's something. And I kind of get it. If he looks like an Elantrian, that would kind of be scary. So what if he stops her? That's not as cute. But, <laughs> I mean, I mean, in order to get to know her, he's like, I'm gonna just like put on like a hat and a fake nose and I'm gonna walk around. <laughs> and like always kind of be like in the corner, like watching her and like seeing her. Um you know. In some ways, I could see that being kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Would I want someone following me? No, I think it's weird. Okay. But but I could see some parts of that. 
Hello, you're welcome to come in. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so yeah, but but I've had a feeling the whole time that Rayodin is coming in and that he does want to see Serene. Okay. But now that we've explicitly said it out loud, it mm-hmm. sounds a lot creepier than it did in my mind. Okay. So we know that Serene is going to be going into Elantris. Right. Soon. Oh. Do you think she's going to see Rayodin? And if she does, how is that going to go? Oh, okay, okay. Well, I could see where all this is coming together because if mm-hmm. Rayodin has looked at Serene, then he knows what she looks like. Mm-hmm. And he, I guess, knows well, what they've... he looks like. They but FaceTimed. Was, right. They, okay, yeah. that's true. So you already knew. But she wouldn't recognize him because he looks different now. Yeah. So I think um, I think Rayodin will recognize Serene. Okay. And he'll, like, gather her in. Or do you something. think he'll, like, make himself known and try to get her as an ally? Or do you mm. think he's going to not trust her? Do you think he's going to... I think he won't reveal who he is at first. Okay. He's going to like have a conversation and kind of like, you know, pimp her. I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah. How's, oh, you're the princess? What's been going on? Yeah. And then he's going to like see what's going on. And then he's going to say like, ah, she's smart and she's actually like doing good things. Mm-hmm. And he's going to say like, I'm Ryoden. And then eventually. Okay. And then Serene's going to just. They're going to partner together. She's going to be totally okay with it from the beginning well i think that would explain a lot because she's been thinking that iodin has killed his son yeah and so like i think that would make more sense of like okay he's become an elantrian yeah okay so once she's teamed up with him is she gonna like get him out of elantris and they're gonna like tag team the thing i don't know was this before Rayodin has eaten the corn or after because i think they're going to make a big difference <laughs> I think that's a crucial part to the plot. Okay, well, I guess we'll find out about the corn. <laughs> okay, okay, but are they going to team up together? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they're definitely going to team up together. Um. He maybe could go out of the city in disguise. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that could happen. Um, Shuffling around. He could He could go to the men's club, but Shudin can't be there because Shudin's the informant. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful yes. who you're sharing Rayodin with. Okay. And last thing is, how does Andon, the autistic boy, save the day? Oh, <laughs> how does he come in he and he and Eshin are in cahoots? Yeah. How... Okay. All right. So they're in cahoots. Okay. No, they're not in cahoots. How okay, does he not. save the day? Um, I think Andon has actually been taking notes on what everybody's doing. So he knows Diloph's secret plan. Okay. He knows Serene's secret plan. Yeah. He knows it all. Yeah. And then there's going to be this boys club meeting where Serene and Rayodin are there with all the boys. Yep. And they're like, what do we do next? And Anna's just going to waltz in there and say, this is exactly what everyone else is doing. Obviously you need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So he took Serene's strategy of like, let's play dumb, but even (laughs) further and for many years. (laughs) His whole life. His whole life. He knew he was going to be for a big purpose. His purpose. Yes. Okay. (laughs) See, yep. There you go. Back to the purpose. Okay. All right. I think that's good. Yeah. I think these are good predictions. I think so. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Last thing, do you want to hear the title? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. It is, shockingly, also willpower and endurance. The same name. Okay. I, I wonder if we, if we were to look back is there a parallel timeline with Serene and Rayodin with like what they're doing? I'm I'm not, I'm just spitballing. Cause like, why would it be the same name? Why would it, yeah, I know. Right. I Unless one of them is endurance and the other one is willpower. That could be another one. Whoa. 
that could be interesting because Rayodin would definitely be endurance. And I could see it's Serene. I mean, I could yeah, be in both. Yeah, I could see Serene being more like willpower, where it's like she's like, I'm going to Elantris, and everyone's like, you can't do it, and she's like, I'm gonna, Watch me. yeah, I'm yeah. gonna figure it out. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on willpower endurance? Mm, no, I think that's most of it. Okay. Well, I need to burst your bubble because oh. we just did three chapters, and one of them had one name, and the two others had the same two names. And I'm looking ahead on chapter 21, and it is also willpower and endurance. What? Yeah. Is it Rayodin again? No, and now it's Hrathen. <gasps> so that's the cycle. And then I looked at the next three, and they all have the same name. So this whole time, there's been three chapters that all have the same name in a row. So it's oh. All oh. So we've been on, because like you were talking about off. those cycles. Yeah. So we could have been formatting our podcast as here's the willpower endurance chapters. Here's the spirit chapters, because I think there's something there. Oh, man. All right. Next star mark. We'll only to do four, I guess, one time. Yeah. Okay. Or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll just lose one of the chapters again, like I did chapter 15. That one went a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> we should do that. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for potting. Yeah, this is great. I'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.